Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. To begin eternity with a righteous congregation. Oh, this world's coming to an end, and it won't be long. This means it's gonna start and go on and on and on. And I'll be singing with the saints at the morning light, ringing in the day, 
is no night Saying goodbye to the heartache, trouble, and pain And I'll be sitting at the throne with an angel band Shouting hallelujah to the great I am If you think it's a dream, well it ain't I'll be singing with the saints well, I'll be singing with the saints at the morning light Ringing in the day cause there is no night Saying goodbye to the heartache, trouble, and pain. And I'll be sitting at the throne with an angel band, shouting hallelujah to the great I am. If you think it's a dream, well, it ain't. I'll be singing with the saints. The tambourines are ringing and David starts to feel the rhythm. All in Silas are humming a tune they wrote in prison. Well, Gabriel hears the music and he picks up his horn. It's just another glory, hallelujah, morn. And I'll be singing with the saints at the morning light. Ringing in the day cause there is no night. Saying goodbye to the heartache, trouble and pain. Lord, 
salvation so rich. Mountain being here this morning, and uh, so uh, we're going to pray right now. Lift your hands and ask the Lord to anoint Brother Rogers. He comes to break the bread of life. Our Father, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness and mercy to us. Thank you, Brother Philip. Certainly appreciate the Lord this morning. I do covet your prayers. Uh, the subject that I felt like the Lord laid on my heart through prayer and study is, is not an easy subject to tackle. So I certainly need your prayers. If you'd like to read with us, I'm going to read in Genesis and also in Luke 10 and Acts 1. We'll start in Genesis and work our way up. Genesis chapter 3. In verse 6. <clears throat> oh, I'll tell you, I really enjoyed Brother Mike's meeting this week. Brother, Brother Barnett did tremendous. And then yesterday, he, uh, he made me like Joni a whole lot. And uh, it, it was a very, very touching message. Amen. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6. And when the woman saw that, it, that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Turn with me to Luke chapter 10 and verse 18. Luke 10 and 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. One more verse of scripture in Acts chapter 1, verse 25. Acts 1 and 25. That he may take part of the, this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. I read to you, in my opinion, church, three of the most outlandish falls in all the Bible. Satan and Eve and Judas. Would you stretch your hand this way and ask God to help us as we try to relate to these three? Father God, Lord, I realize I'm not nothing. I'm a nobody, Lord. And without your anointing, without your help, I'll be an utter failure. God, would you come down among us today and breathe on us the breath of the Holy Ghost. Touch the hearts of this congregation. Let your word find lodging in those that don't know you. Help them to realize we're only passing through here. Seventy heartbeats a minute. We pass through this life and we march toward eternity. God, would you visit us in these altars? And if there's one here today that really, truly don't know you, 
that they'll surrender their heart and life to you and have that peace in their heart that will guide them through this life and land them safely in God's good heaven. And we'll honor you, Lord, and we'll praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Congregation said, Amen. Three falls here, and my question is, who fell the farthest? Amen. Satan, Eve, and Judas. And let, let, I want to I let you answer the question, who fell the farthest? I'd like to start out with Lucifer or Satan himself. Lucifer fell in church. We're seeing people today falling away from God, even preachers and preachers' wives. Falling. I'd, I'd like to take us back, if I could, for just a moment, all the way back to the beginning, even before God created the heaven and the earth. God created the angelic host of heaven. Now, <clears throat> we don't know when God created heaven and the earth, or in saying that, the atmosphere that we see, we look at the blue sky uh, during the day, and uh, uh, that is the first heaven. The second heaven is at night we see the stars, the moon. The third heaven, that's where God is. And so we don't know when God created heaven and earth. But, you know, I know our school system are going to try to tell you how old the earth is. But on the authority of God's word, church, nobody knows how old it is. Job said in Job 36 and 26, Behold, God is great, and we know him not. Neither can the number of his years be searched out. Job went on to ask the question, and who was there? Huh? Scientists, with their carbon dating, claims that they can uh, tell how old the earth is. Uh, they try to tell us that, uh, uh, you know, that how old uh, the ape men were. They say we evolved from monkeys. What's that guy, he wrote a poem, said, Once there was a tadpole beginning to begin, and then there was a bullfrog with my tail tucked in, and then there was a monkey swinging from a tree, and now I am a professor with a Ph.D. <laughs> you know, they said with carbon dating they could tell that the earth was 1.75 billion years old. Dr. Spence said they took a, a live Moloch, that's a spiny-headed Australian lizard, and they used the same carbon dating, and that live Moloch uh, was supposed to be 3,000 years dead. So you can see they really don't know what they're talking about in church. It's like uh, the global warming and carbon footprints. But before the world was, God created the angelic beings yes, sir. and the angelic host. And among them was an anointed cherub called Lucifer or Satan. Now, in Ezekiel 28, it goes through the, uh, and, and it tells of the purity that God created uh, Satan in. And verse 14 said, Thou art the anointed cherub. 
that covereth. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz, and the diamond, the burial, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in the day that thou was created. Verse 14 said, Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Satan himself, Lucifer. God tells us here that there are stones of pure fire in the glory world, church. Isaiah 14 and 12 said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Now, he was the most beautiful of God's creation, church. And uh, every precious stone was his covering. Ezekiel 28 and 15 said, Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created until iniquity was found in thee. And uh, he said, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned, therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. Now church, you know, what a picture we have here. There he was. He was uh, walking up and down in the holy mountain, the Bible said, of God, with God himself. You would have thought all the beauty and the brightness and wisdom, and then to be lifted up in pride. There he was, church. One thing that Lucifer and Eve and Judas and even you and I have in common today is the freedom of choice. Everybody has the freedom of choice. Choose whatever you, you want to, but the results of the choices that we make we'll have to live with for all eternity. And so that's one thing that every one of us have in common is freedom of choice. God made each of us, and he made us with our own free will. And uh, where each of us can choose and decide our destiny. There Lucifer was, church, in eternity. He had it made in the mountain of God. And you know, then he, he become lifted up in pride because of his beauty, he fell. Now, that's, you know, right there in, in itself, church, is enough to put a stop sign to the beauty contest. Are you going to help me preach? My, we're quiet this morning. One of the most vain things is a beauty contest. Proverbs 31, 30 said, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. Now, the devil had the first beauty contest, and he judged and, and he won himself because he was so beautiful. There was no, no uh, 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 second choice. He, you know... 
The most beautiful thing that God created in heaven was Lucifer. But he got lifted up because of pride. Pride has destroyed a many a person. I want to tell you, if you think you're pretty, be thankful that God made you that way. I believe it was Brother Ralph Horton said many years ago when I first started preaching, he wonders, he said, flattery is good, but be careful. Don't swallow it if you do. He said, it's like perfume. It'll key. Amen. And so if, if, if you're not careful, you'll get pride and you'll, you'll fall just like the devil did here. And church, this tells us one thing. There's nobody that ever breathed pure air than the devil himself did. He was right there with God. Somebody said, if I just had better circumstances, I believe I could make it. Well, let's see here. Satan was in heaven. Oh, preacher, but, but if, I, if I had a better home life, I think I could live for God. Or if I had a, a, a better church, I believe I could live for God. No, no, church. The devil had, had heaven itself here, and he chose not to. Huh? I mean, you know, uh, every one of us here has the choice. And, you know, if you backslide, it's because you chose to. God gives every man this golden opportunity to serve him and live for him. Somebody said, the devil made me. No, he didn't. No, sir. I remember years ago, they had, uh, what was his name, Flip Wilson. He, he was some kind of comedian. He kept saying, he'd do the crazy stuff and say, the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do it. You had the choice. And he, you know, uh, uh, Satan here chose uh, 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 to go that way because of his pride. He thought he could ascend, the Bible said, above God and set his throne above uh, uh, God's throne. God gave us all a choice and he said, choose the good that you might live. The choice is yours and mine. Now, if, if, if I could just go to a Christian school, I believe I could live for God, Brother Philip. Well, let me tell you, church, if you don't have your mind made up, you'll come out of a Christian academy one of the biggest sinners that ever was. The devil was already in heaven and he never had one enemy, not one. And you know, church, how would you like to be where there was no enemies? Everybody was friendly with you. Everybody loved you. Down here, we, we face many a foe. There's times... It's hard to keep church people smiling. They get grumpy. Huh? Sometimes they get in a huff over nothing. You have no clue. How would you like to, to be in heaven and not even have one enemy to cross the starry divide? Everything is just smooth sailing. Oh, hallelujah. Nobody giving you a fit. Oh, glory to God. Not even your neighbor giving you trouble. Not even the business next door that screams and hollers and sings so loud that you're sitting in your living room and you think you're sitting right there. Huh? Now let me tell you something, church. When you, if you don't watch your step, you'll be lost. Paul said in Philippians 2 and 12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is 
God which worketh in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. Now, if you don't do that, church, and I, I don't care if you listen to the greatest preacher that ever was, you can still fall because it's your choice. You can still be lost just because I went to the camp meeting this week at, at uh, Westside doesn't make me a, 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 a saint that can never fall because, you know, church, when, when you look at the Bible said here, work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. Now, you can't sit down and cross your arm and make it to glory. You've got to work it out. It's a continual. It's a daily thing. That's why it's so important to start out your day with prayer, with the Word of God. Acts 2 and 39 said, The promises is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Now, church, we have to save ourselves. It's a task that's placed on every individual. Jude said in Jude 1 and 21, Keep yourself in the love of God. If you don't stay there, now I want to tell you, if some of you, all you're going to uh, stay saved, you're going to have to start working on it. Amen. You can't just sit down. You know, I, I preached a revival one time, and a young man came and prayed in the revival, and that was it. He thought, well, I'm, that's all I need to do. He never prayed no more in the rest of the meeting. But he told them, you know, well, you know, church, Contrary to every eternal security preacher in the world, you're responsible for your own decision and your attitudes toward God. That's right. It's your job to keep self. Paul said he, 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 he kept his self under subjection because he was afraid he might fall. He said, I fear after I've even preached to others, lest I myself should be a castaway. And so if, if you fail in your God-given responsibility, I don't care if you're in heaven itself, you'll fall just like Satan did. Amen. Now, church, how far did he fall? He fell from the grace of God, never to regain respect ever again. The Bible said in Isaiah 14 and 12, How art the mighty fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, Son of the morning, how art thou cast down to the ground? Now, I must go on, church. The second fall here was Eve. Eve, what happened to you? How come you to fall? And could we, could we look at this church for just a, just a moment here? She was in a, a perfect environment, almost like Lucifer was, if you please. Somebody said, if my husband would get saved, I could live right. But I can't live right in him doing like he's doing. I've heard that so many times, church. But Adam was saved. In fact, he was, he was doing better than Eve was. If you'll uh, read it and study it. And, 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 and you know, church, as far as earth was concerned, she was uh, uh, in uh, an earthly paradise. You couldn't have gotten no baby. Ezekiel called it. In, in 28 and 13, the garden of God. What a place to be. 
Huh? You know, I know the scripture said he made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And every once in a while, the blessings of the Lord will come by. And we're in a, a heavenly environment. I mean, uh, uh, heaven came down in that meeting yesterday. But today is another day in church. Do you know who the, they had uh, for fellowship there in the garden? God himself. You know, church, when, when I got saved, that took all the running around out of me. I wanted to get married. I wanted to do right. And I met this beautiful little brown-headed girl. Woo-wee. Did she ever light up my eyes? Huh? And for the past 50 plus years, boy, she is the lime of my life. You know, I, I, I got saved in March and, and, and we got married in the, uh, the next February and me and my little BB both wanted children. She wanted a dozen. After Angel got here, she decided she didn't need that many. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love my children. I enjoy them. And I really enjoy my grandchildren. They are precious to my heart. I'm so thankful they're in church. And now I'm enjoying my great-grandchildren. I'm having a little time with the, the youngest one getting to like me when I come to her, she says, no, no. <laughs> but she is dear to my heart. You know, church, in fact, I, I enjoy being around people that like me. I, I, I get uncomfortable around people, uh, you know, that, uh, well, don't care much for me. You? Does it bother you to get around people that, you know, I enjoy being around the people of God. And, and, and you know what the Bible said in, in describing God? 1 John 4 and 8 said, God is love. And in this was manifested the love of God toward us. The highest love there is is the Gotha love. You can't get no higher than That's God's love for you and I. That's the love that we should have toward Him. And church... Do you know who Adam and Eve had fellowship with in the garden? God. Oh, to have God to come every evening and walk with you in the cool of the day. And the fellowship that they had with God every evening. God was love. Don't you think he, he done some special thing for them there in the garden of Eden? I think so. Huh? I mean, you know, with all the creation, you know what God did? He put subservants uh, uh, for Adam and for Eve, and he gave Adam control of every living thing on the face of the earth, all the animals, all the beasts, and he was the boss. And everywhere Adam went, it was Mr. Adam. And everywhere Eve went, it was Mrs. Eve. And, you know, they, they were boss, and they... They were in perfect harmony in paradise. Now, I don't know how much time elapsed before they ever had Cain and Abel. I don't know. And so they, they just spent time in the garden with God, and God walked with them and talked with them and had great fellowship with them and no doubt showed them some mysteries of creation, things that, that you know, we can't even comprehend. And God uh, uh, told Adam he could name all the animals. And so if, uh, if you don't like the name of 
some of them animals jump on Adam. Nowadays, if we don't like the name of a, a school or a town, we just destroy the whole town and pull down the monuments of our history and try to destroy and erase all that. But brother, God give Adam control over all the earth. And God walked with him. And you're talking about a perfect state, church. They were in it and they, they both were favored by the Lord himself. God honored and he favored him. And another thing about Adam and Eve, church, they never had a trial. Not one. They never, uh, uh, you know, uh, had any problems of sleeping. They slept good. They never woke up in pain or suffering. Could you imagine? Never wake, waking up grumpy. Huh? Just let them sleep. Hallelujah. No, no trouble. When they got up, they didn't have to worry about uh, oversleeping. Didn't have to worry about uh, that alarm clock didn't go off. Didn't have to try to, uh, you know, beat the traffic to get to work on time. My, what a place it was. Eve could say, Adam, I think I want to sleep in today. Just go ahead, honey, sleep in. I think I'll go down to Brook and watch them big old fish jump up and grab a bug for breakfast. Huh? Such a paradise. They, they never had one burden to bear. Can you imagine no, no disease? How old are you, Adam? He lived 930 years. My, I don't think I want to live that long. You know, him and Methuselah spanned the first generation from creation of Adam unto the flood. The whole span. They, they both covered the entire period. And Adam lived over... Uh, uh, the first half of the church, in fact, Methuselah lived to be 969 years old. And he was the oldest living man. And then Jared was next to him, 962. And then Adam. And so Adam never had any pain, no sorrow, no disease whatsoever, no sickness. Can you imagine that? Paradise of God, God's garden. Where God came every day and walked with Adam and Eve and talked with him. And I want to ask you, when was the last time you was at a funeral? Huh? You know, in most funerals, the preacher, he'll get up and he'll say to this family of the deceased, Oh, Brother Thornsbury or somebody uh, has went to a better place where there's no heartache, no sickness. No disease. And church, the only place that we could name like that is heaven. But for Adam and Eve, the only thing, only place they could think of was the Garden of Eden. That would describe the Garden of Eden. Hey, we must all, this, this, this to describe heaven now, but, but uh, you know, for them, it described the Garden of Eden here. In, in, in theology, and in the study uh, 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 of preaching books, you have in theology, you have the dispensationalism and uh, the seven dispensations. It's called the dispensation of grace right now. And so this is the church age. There is one more to come. This is the sixth dispensation. One more to come, and it is called the millennial. And... Uh, 
which, uh, you know, the, the period of a thousand years during which Christ will reign on this earth. But church, Adam and Eve was in the first dispensation, and it was called the dispensation of innocence. They were perfectly innocent. Are y'all helping me? Am I worrying you this morning? You know, God did not create the unrighteous church. He created them innocent. I want you to get that. Uh, you are righteous when you are offered evil and you refuse it. You, you make the right choice and you become righteous because of what Christ does in your life. That's the only way that you can be righteous. But through all of the perfect conditions that Adam and Eve was in, uh, uh, you know, Eve fell in all of that church. And God only knows when, when she ate the forbidden fruit and before she reached it over to Adam, she's seen herself. And brother, I want to tell you this morning, when you love sin and you live in sin, you will see yourself as you are. You'll realize your condition. Satan fell and Eve fell and old church, what a fall. This brings us down to the third fall that I want to talk to you about for just a few moments. And I'm trying to hurry here. The Bible tells us in Mark 14 and 10, and Judas Iscariot went, was uh, 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 one, uh, one of the twelve, and he was one of the chosen disciples that Jesus himself picked to carry the gospel. Judas Iscariot. Now I want you to uh, uh, study this for just a moment. How far or who fell the farthest? For a little while, you know, over... Over three years here, Judas walked with Christ himself. And I want to bring out that all three of these, Judas and Satan and Eve, had fellowship with God of love. Amen. John 14 and 8, the Bible said, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that's seen me has seen the Father. Now, church, he wasn't trying to establish uh, that he was the Father here himself. But Jesus Christ came to reveal God to mankind. One mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Yes, He's the only way to the Father. He's the only way to be saved. He was love in, uh, incarnated in flesh itself. The Bible said in Psalm 55 and 12, For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man, mine equal, my God, my acquaintance, we took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them that let them go down quickly into hell. For wickedness is in the, the, their dwelling and among them. Now church, this is David here and he's talking about Ahithophel. But he's also talking about prophecy here. David is talking about a, a, a prophecy. He is talking about the fall of Judas himself. 
He said, we took sweet communion together, sweet counsel together. And we walked in the house of God together. We worshiped together. We fellowshiped together. You know, you know what I believe, church? I believe Judas fell the feathers. Of all three of these, you say, why? Well, because if we're not careful, you and I are the only one uh, that we can reiterate his fall. You see what I'm saying? You know, uh, uh, by faith, and the Bible bears it out, church, we have a closer walk with God than any of them others. Amen. And so ecclesiastical writer 8 and 10 said, And so I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is also vanity. Now, I want you to ask the question, how far did Judas fall? And I, 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 want, I want you, you know, I, I want to ask you uh, the same. If we leave the house of God ourselves, church, if we backslide, won't we fall just as far as Judas fell? Huh? I mean, how many do you know that have walked with God five, six, ten years and leave him and kiss the house of God goodbye and go back out into the world? Now, I want to preach to you for just a little while, and I, I'm about to. Somebody be making their way up here. But I want to preach to you, and I want to tell you, Judas spent three years with Jesus himself, walking in the place of the holy, seeing all the miracles that Jesus performed. But if you and I are not careful, church, we can fall just as far as what Judas fell. Huh? I mean, John Bunyan said he falls into hell first, that falls fastest. I've seen some people go with such a rapid pace. Brother Philip is my witness. Last night in that meeting, Brother Shoecraft preached such a message to the lost that ought not been one left, but there was one that sat there, Brother Philip, through it all. Right. And that stirred my heart, that troubled me. And told instance of those that God had warned and they sit there anyway. And church, you know, I would, I, I, I can, you know, I, I wish that I could stir your heart. But I'm afraid some of you will pay little attention to this message this morning. To you, it's just old brother Roger. If after being saved by divine grace, church, we go out of this world to meet God unprepared. I'm telling you. Do you know where you'll stand in the judgment? When you stand before, I believe this with all my heart, church. The first one that ever fell back from Calvary was Judas Iscariot. I believe that. For one betrayal here. And behind him, you'll line up just like the traitor Judas. You'll line up behind him and you'll stand in the judgment before God. And sentence will be passed. On each one. You'll stand in that line. You'll, you'll turn at the judgment of God. In fact, you fall just as far as he did. Now, uh, you know, you've been saved by divine grace and you, you fall. And church, let me, let me tell you something. You'll pay like he did. The Bible said in, in my scripture here, Judas by transgression fell that he may go to his own place. Now, I know 
You have those that say Judas was never saved. But the Bible said by transgression he fell. How could you fall if he never was saved, church? You know, my, my message to you today, who fell the farthest? Satan, Eve, or Judas? And I want to ask you one more question. Will you pay the same price that they paid? Huh? Your own soul. You'll have to give it. Sin don't care who it destroys. It makes no difference to, to the devil. And when it's finished, it, it brings death. The Bible said sin, when it's finished, brings death. Now let me tell you how sin is. And it, it, it's like the saloon keeper. You can walk into a saloon or a bar as a young man and you can have your strength, you can have your purity, you can have a pocket full of money. And one day, uh, walk in there, and that there saloon keeper, that bar keeper, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll welcome you right in, and he'll set you up whatever you want. And, and you'll have less money, and after a while, you'll lose your health, and you'll have less time to find God. And after a while, uh, you, you know, you'll you, you become... Uh, uh, church uh, dissipated. Amen. And, and you know, I, I, I've seen it over the years. I had a, a good friend of mine. I went to school with him. He had a good job. He started out with, with just a, a, a few beers with his buddies, but it grew. And after a while, over a, a, a period of time, he lost his job. He had a sweet wife, three beautiful girls, young, tender girls. But he lived the life of an alcoholic. He became a, a town drunk here in this town. If I mentioned his name, some of you would remember him. Amen. You know, I watched him. I talked to him. I tried to witness to him. I did some jobs in town, and he'd come around and try to bum enough money to get him a bottle of cheap wine or cheap whiskey so he could crawl back under that rock and hide and drink his sorrows away. You know what? That old saloon keeper, he'll, he'll do, he'll, he'll keep welcoming you back and he'll keep setting it up there as long as you got money. And when you run out of money and you begin to bum, he'll throw you out. And that's what the devil will do. Huh? Oh, church. Oh, I wish I could preach to you. I want... I want you to listen to me while they get ready to sing. Stand with me. I I'm about through. My friend, the doctor told him if he didn't quit, he had bleeding ulcers. And they told him if you don't quit, it's going to kill you. It'll start bleeding and you'll bleed to death before you can get to the doctor. He didn't listen to him. One night in a drunken stupor, he started bleeding. And he bled out before anybody could find him. Went out into eternity. A good boy. At one time, I don't know if it was, he was in Vietnam, full time in Vietnam. And he come home, when he come home, an alcoholic. My own brother told me that when he was over, he become an alcoholic. But God changed it when he come back home. But so many of them didn't church. And oh, he wouldn't listen to the doctors and drunk and said, Now, I don't know what problem you're having today, 
But I want to warn you today, even, even here, you may be a child of God, but you're contemplating doing this and that. And you know it'll pull you out of the house of God. Don't do it. Right. Don't right. do it. Bless You'll you. fall as far as these in the Bible. Yes. Three wow. of the most yeah. astounding people or individuals yeah. or beings, ever how you want to describe it, that I've ever read about in the Bible, Brother Philip, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they each fell so far that had been so close to God, the God of love. God loves. Brother, Brother uh, Shukrai preached a message on how much God loves and what, what depths that God went to reach people. Huh? He would rather that people would be saved rather than die lost. But so many refuse that and fall headlong in, and go to meet God unprepared. These altars are open this morning. Would you come while they sing, Father God, I've done my
And having been saved by grace divine, I'm going that way. I'm going that way. I'm going that way. And Jesus the Savior, I adore is with me. Never too straight. 